This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we put the spotlight on Deborah Pepper. She's the Executive Director of Hospitality Homes. It's a nonprofit organization that provides short-term housing in volunteer host homes for families and friends of patients receiving medical care in the Boston area. They've served over 15,000 families and counting. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kendra. It's delightful to be here. Well, we're so glad to have you. So let's talk about Hospitality Homes. Tell us about the organization, who do you serve, and give us the background on how the organization got started. Sure. So the nice thing about the organization is we serve any patient from any place in the country and the world seeking medical treatment in the Boston area because we have such highly acclaimed hospitals and doctors in this area. And um, as long as they're outside a 50-mile radius in Massachusetts, they can be part of the program. We've been around since 1983, although we're still a fairly well-kept secret. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I love the program so much is because it really adds that compassion and human touch to what would be a very difficult time for family members. I'm sure. Uh, The cost of medical care, as you know, is astronomical Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons, but also coming to Boston, which is the mecca for that kind of treatment, is very expensive. And so our host homes um, are offered at no cost to these patients and their family members. And it really provides the opportunity for that situation to be um, a much warmer experience, even though it can be stressful Mm -hmm. during the treatment time. So talk about the process. So if somebody, you know, is coming in, they're seeking medical care, how does that work? How does the process work from from beginning to end? Sure. So the families themselves can go on our website or are referred by social service workers or they may have a doctor that's familiar with the program. We work with 26 hospitals in the Boston area, so many of those hospitals are familiar. But the families seeking housing will fill out an application We do a background check and make sure that they qualify. And actually, there's very little in terms of qualification. We accept any patient, any diagnosis, any income level, um, and uh, are just very open. Uh, The only thing we don't do is house uh, folks that are homeless. That's our one sort of qualification. And then the host families themselves also offer up their homes. We do the same kind of thing. We go out for a site visit. We do a background check on that family. We sort of assess the situation. So um, do they have stairs? Do they have dogs? Um, is, is, are they convenient to transportation or how far are they from the hospitals? 
And then we have a brilliant staff, a uh, small staff, but brilliant, who then matches those host homes to those families. Um, and uh, I think we talked a little bit about the fact that I actually started in the organization as a host. So I've hosted for four years and I can tell you it's... What was that like? Cause I, that's what I wanted to ask you next, you know, oh. personally being involved in it, because I'm thinking, you know, could I do it? Could I host a family? What does that entail? What was that like? Well, you know, it was wonderful. It was very serendipitous. I saw um, a Lester Holt program highlighting hospitality homes, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, I have room in my house. This is something I'd love to do. And I'm fortunate. I think my upbringing really instilled volunteerism and sort of a work ethic and giving mm-hmm. back. So it just, the program itself resonated. I will say the first family that we hosted, I was a little nervous. I would be. I uh, mean, you never know. It's it's a very unexpected experience, yes. I guess. Yes. You don't really know what to expect. But um, again, uh, our co-worker Denise matched a wonderful family with us. We had a three-month-old patient at Children's who was having heart surgery from North Carolina. Oh, wow. And her mom and dad were there, stayed with us, and we just, we were able to give them um, the the warmth of a home. We were able to help them navigate Boston, which uh, they hadn't been to before, just answer questions and also just be there as a support. Um, and what what's wonderful with that story is four years later, they just invited us to their home. Um, he teaches at West Point, and we wow. were able to see their daughter, um, now a rambunctious. Uh, Isn't that amazing? I, I was going to ask, do the families... Do you keep in touch? How does that relationship work either with the host families and the families who are seeking medical care or who have a family member seeking medical care? And also at your level as the executive director, mm-hmm. do, do they keep in touch? How does that relationship yeah. work? Well, one of the reasons I like the volunteer piece of the job that we do is because the the volunteer hosts are really in control. So you decide who you can host, for how long. You get you basically get a listing of the needs, and then wow. you self-select. So I tend to host families for about a week um, to 10 days. That's okay. sort of my sweet spot. And I actually like families that have small children because I feel like I'm um, able to really support that situation no matter what they're getting um, in terms of medical treatment. But you really... You know, you can navigate around families to to decide if that family has or is that the job of the sort of the matchmaker that is in your staff or can the the volunteer host family can chime in and say we would prefer this to that or is that how it sort of works? And we also ask host families to say, you know, if you're going to be away for the summer or if you're going to be away for a vacation, just let us know so we know not to reach out to place a family with you. What's the average time that a family does host? Is it, could it be up to a year? Has it ever been that long or what's the average time frame usually? We have some long-term stays and those are specific hosts that are equipped to do that. But typical is about a seven to 10 day stay. Okay. Um, But we do have with certain treatments months at a time. And we also have some host families that um, come back. Um, So if they're in a clinical trial, they may come to Boston for a few weeks and then go back and then come back to that host family. And to answer your previous question, I, um, I think about half of the families we've had, we will stay in touch with forever. And then the other families, although it was a very special experience, they've moved on and, um, you know, we had a special time while they stayed with us, but their lives are in a different spot and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're 
their family members are healthy or they've they've been able to resolve their medical issues so um, I really I like the fact that you you are very meaningful for a time and sometimes it sticks and sometimes yeah. it's just that moment this is the most amazing thing that I've ever heard of I mean I've had many encounters with friends and people that live out of state or they you know they moved away and they need to come back for medical care because like you mentioned earlier this is the greatest place to be if you're searching for medical care <laughs> and they they stress about where to stay how much it's going to cost how does you mentioned that um, that the services are free of charge and how does that work does that work through just volunteers through donations how does that work that you're able to to do that so we we always need we always need volunteer hosts. We always need donations. Um, we do have a recommended amount that we ask the families to contribute to the organization, which is twenty five dollars a night. Okay, but there's no that's that it's a suggestion. Okay, sometimes we get that, sometimes we don't, and that's not that doesn't go to the host. It goes to the organization to help us. We are doing some more outreach with grant providers, so we do have some grant funding, but that's fairly limited and restrictive. Can anybody listening now or, you know, that just in general, out of the goodness of their heart, can they just want to donate to Hospitality Homes? Is that oh. also allowed? <laughs> I mean, I know, <laughs> silly question, but, yes, you know. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take donations of any size or shape. Um, I wanted to make sure to mention um, our website is www.hosp.org. So there's information, um, applications to be a host, applications for families, if anybody knows somebody in critical care, mm -hmm. and certainly you can donate there. Um, I also wanted to take a moment and thank some other partners. So although most of our housing is with host families, we have some really special partners that um, provide us some luxury apartments. So wow. Avalon Bay, Wingate, and Hotel 140 have a relationship, a long-established relationship with the organization, which is vital when a patient has either that long-term stay mm -hmm. or an immune-suppressed issue or oh, right. some other uh, accommodation need that you don't know. You don't always have an elevator in a family right. home. So I wanted right. to especially thank those long-term partners, and we're we're actually nurturing and establishing some new exciting partners in that capacity as well. That's great. We'll give the website again. It's it's hosp.org. So hosp.org. We're going to put a direct link right up on our website. So anybody listening right now, if you feel the need to donate out of the goodness of your heart, which you should because this is a, a genius organization. And I, I, I can't believe that I'm just learning about it right now, but I'm so happy to spread the word for Hospitality Homes. So the website, hosp.org, we're going to put a link up on our site so that if you want to donate, um, you know, feel free to do so. And if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been chatting with Hospitality Homes Executive Director Deborah Pepper about the organization and how she has personally helped house families and friends of patients receiving medical care in the Boston area. Let's get back to our conversation. Well, now I want to talk about you. We've talked about the organization <laughs> and how wonderful it is and what you guys are doing to help families that are coming here that have uh, members uh, seeking medical attention here in Boston. But let's talk about you. Why why this? What directed you to this? You've worked in the corporate world. Your resume, by the way, for those listening, I was just reading over <laughs> about what Debbie has accomplished in her life. And I feel so small next to you. You have done so much. But you've worked in like high, fast-paced corporate worlds and you've worked in the nonprofit sector. 
Why this? What drew you to this organization? Well, I think a couple of things. One is we were, we're fortunate. We have a house that can accommodate guests, and we purchased a house because we have a lot of family from out of town. My family's from California, so when they visit, they stay for a while. Yeah. And my husband has a big family, and but it's not always full. So when we saw the opportunity, we just turned to each other and said, this is something I'd really like to do. We have the space, and it just feels like it would be something meaningful, which, again, I want to stress that people sometimes say to me, oh, it's so nice of you. The gift you get back from mm-hmm. being with these families is, I can't it's even priceless. express right. what it means to be with them during this time. So that was one thing. Um, I was fortunate as a young child to be with fa- a family member and parents that really reached out in creative ways. So we mm-hmm. always had people at our table with different needs. And so I think there's some natural there. Um, and I, I think, too, even though you're kind to say about my background, I really I really was at a point in my life where I wanted to give back much more because I felt like I wasn't really doing enough. Mm-hmm. And um, this just seemed like it would fit that bill perfectly for me. And so right. the fact that volunteering was an option and now to have the, the great privilege of being executive director um, taking us to the next step is so exciting. And what is your goal for the next step for Hospitality Homes as the executive director? I mean, you what, what you're doing, and I want to just reiterate this to, to those that have just sort of tuned in. I mean, what you're taking for those families, I mean, I have three young children. I've talked about it on, on Morning Magic, and I have two young boys that have special needs. And my family is in no way in the same, you know, area as those that are seeking serious medical treatment. But just to know that you've eased the stress of either parents or grandparents or family members that don't know what to do about the everyday situations like where to have dinner, where they're going to sleep, when you have bigger problems to worry mm-hmm. about. Taking away that stress is is just so much more than I could even put into words. So I, I think it's just incredible what you're doing. You really you really are exceptional. It, it takes a very special person to do what you're doing and then to take it to the next level to now work within the organization at such a high level. I mean, that is it's just incredible. I really think that it's it's a great thing and I'm I'm so excited to have you on the show today. <laughs> That's so nice of you, um, Kendra. But what is your goal for the for the future of the organization? Well, um I really feel like uh, we've done a tremendous job of growing the program without growing much else. So we have a, a very limited staff, we have very limited funding. And it feels like we're at that tipping point where we, we've grown, we've doubled our capabilities since 2014 without doubling anything else. Wow. And so I feel like we're, we've, we've finally gotten to the level where we need to increase our donor base, increase our visibility, which is why, you know, hopefully today, the program that we have today will get the word out. We need more more host volunteers. We have a tremendous group of about 150 families, but just naturally we lose about 10% every year, and um, we need we need to be able to accommodate patients um, who it, the patient need hasn't stopped growing. 
It's more the capability and infrastructure to support their needs. And that's what I, I really want us to double in the next five years. I've been fooling with five and five, you know, like double our, our budget in five years um, to a million dollars, which seems very reasonable. Yeah. Well, do you, and so let's go back to that with the need for, um, you know, looking for host families. Is there anything, just maybe two major things off the bat for anybody listening that, if they maybe would fit into those requirements that you would be looking for for a, a future host family? Sure. Thanks for asking. So proximity to Boston is really key, although we serve some other hospitals. Primarily those 25 or 26 I mentioned are in Boston proper. So mm-hmm. convenient to Boston is is really helpful and important. Um, the second is um, a clean, warm bedroom um, with access to a bathroom. And um, I think you know, knowing that you're going to be having somebody come into your home, it, it is it is different. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure, sure. that you're um, able to meet those needs. So, but those requirements are are really the the top two: convenient to Boston, and a a bedroom or two bedrooms with a, access to a bathroom or its own bathroom. Um, and then the families will identify if they can't do stairs or if they are afraid of dogs mm-hmm. or if they love dogs or if they need a little space in the refrigerator, right. um, they'll identify whether they have a car or not. And um, it just That's helps right. you figure yeah. out who you who you can accommodate and who you can't. So again, I want to give out the website. So for those listening, if you're interested in becoming a host family or you're looking for or you know somebody who maybe lives out of state and they're looking to be here in Boston and they're looking for a place to stay and they need assistance, it's the website's very easy. It's hosp.org. It's H-O-S-P.org. Again, we're going to put a link up on our website after the at the end of this interview so that you can very easily find it. Um, what would you say in your job is the most inspirational part of it? What do, where do you find the inspiration every day? Is there one specific thing, one specific person, or a moment in your day that you find that's what... That's what powers me through. I honestly think it's the relationships that we have across the board. So we have a very engaged group of board members. We have an exceptional staff. But probably at the crux of it, it's knowing that I'm making a difference in the lives of families. So the bright smile on an 8-year-old or the chance for a 15-year-old girl to have her five-year-old brother with her while she's getting treatment Mm -hmm. or being able to be a support. Those individual family stories are really what um, make it such a special relationship with the organization and for me personally. And, you know, we only have a few more minutes left, but I, um, I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about the people that you work with, because again, you have staff, you've got volunteers. Talk about the importance of of having a strong staff. Talk about talk about the people that you work with and why they mean so much and why they are so important to this organization. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think they share they share the value of the mission. Um, they are motivated by the same things that I'm motivated by. Um, some of them have had personal experiences with family members that needed that critical care, and once you've gone through that or observed it in somebody else. I think you want to do everything you possibly can to mitigate the stress and the concern and the financial burden of that. So mm-hmm. that's the common bond we have. Plus, <clears throat> I think we're all hard workers. And right. um, we well, all. Well, you have to be. I mean, <laughs> we, this is an easy work. And we all have a sense of humor. I think that's also really important. Do you have one favorite memory 
either from when you were hosting a family yourself or now in your in your title role. Do you have a favorite memory that you want to share? So I would love to. Um, I guess I'm going to go back to that first family with the three-month-old. And my husband and I don't have children, so we were we were looking for a pack-and-play. We weren't sure oh, what we were going to need. It's a whole new world, it's a isn't whole it? new world. <laughs> right? And we also didn't tell our neighbors. We were kind of... We're trying not to be showy in our volunteerism, so we uh, we said, "Oh, we have some friends from out of town that mm-hmm. need a pack and play." Um, th- that's going to segue to another story. I I, um, I organized a, a neighborhood party, and it coincided with uh, baby coming home, and so I asked the parents, "Do you want to take the baby to the party?" And they said, "Sure." So oh, wow. it was an it, it was just like this delightful social experience, and at the end of that day, the doorbell rang. And um, one of my neighbors has a golf cart, and all the kids in the neighborhood were piled on the golf cart, and they came to the door with a giant stuffed elephant for the baby and wanted to give the baby this big, huge stuffed elephant, which ended up having to sit on the lap of the dad on his way home on the airplane, which is also kind of fun. But um, I guess that kind of just brought the whole experience full circle. So. It's just the level of kindness and the thought. And when you when you start to lose hope, I always think when you start to lose hope in people and in their kindness and in their willing to give, they shock you and they surprise you. And that, that story is, is so great. And I love hearing that. Yeah. It, this morning I woke up a little early in anticipation of this. And I was like, I have to say, we put the kind in humankind. But it really yes. is that personal, compassionate touch that we provide. Well, it's been, we're out of time, unfortunately. I could sit here. I have so many questions <laughs> that I want to just keep asking you. But, but Debbie, you, you are really one of a kind. I think that what you do in this organization, and it's Hospitality Homes, again, for those that are listening, and the website is hosp.org, H-O-S-P dot org. Go there, donate, offer if you have the ability to, check out the application forms if you want to host a family, or if you are a family looking in need, you're looking for a place to stay, you know you have somebody that's going to be seeking medical care, and you, maybe you don't live in the area, or maybe you live further away. I mean, we we reach all of New England here um, on Exceptional Women, and I think that sharing your story and the fact that you're giving back so effortlessly, and I think more people need to do that, and it's been such an honor to have you on the show. I wish I could multiply you by 10 million and spread you across everywhere. So, Kendra, thank you so much. But thank you for being on the show today. And again, it's Hospitality Homes. It's hosp.org, H-O-S-P.org. Go there, donate, offer up services, do whatever you can, and spread the kindness. Thank you to Deborah Pepper for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest, and make sure you follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love to hear from you, and be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Thanks for listening, and have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.